Good morning and welcome to the sustainability sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre, and with me this morning is our guest, Terry Thalen of Living Shelter Architects. Hello, Terry. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who are familiar with this programming, Terry is a former host. Um, who I was fortunate enough to be a guest with, gosh, about a year ago. Yeah. And funny how life life twists and turns. I'm now the host, and now you're the guest. Um, yeah, it's good to mix it up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's good to get to see you over Zoom. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a bunch of things, um, but it's going to be mainly centered around uh, some work Terry has been doing. Uh, and, and been sharing with the Northwest Eco Building Guild, which we're all big fans of and, and involved with in this program. Um, this program is really tries to center on tangible, practical things that people can do to live more sustainably, uh, lessen our carbon footprint, and, and live more uh, in line with what this planet needs. And uh, the Eco Building Guild is a great group of folks trying to work through and push forward on the cutting edges of that stuff. And in fact, right now, uh, they are hosting virtually last week and then this coming week, their annual 10 by 10 slam summit, which that's kind of like a Ted talk format. It's really cool. Um, Terry's going to talk about how they're making this work virtually. Usually it's like this fabulous, you know, 10 slides, 10 minutes, powerful presentation. And Terry is actually a presenter this coming Tuesday. But Terry, can you tell us how, how that's going and what you a little bit about what you've seen and well it's it's going well for uh, having this new format. It's you know, everybody has to get used to something uh, doing things different right now. And <laughs> we're all missing being in the same room and you know, giving hugs and sharing food and Oh, things. Um, yeah, the the, the uh, summit actually is the um, well. It's the current way of bringing together the entire guild to learn together and um, share ideas and share time. Um, years ago, it used to be a retreat where we would go to a um, location away from Seattle and we all you know like spend the weekend together and um, uh, I guess about six years ago they brought it into the city to be more inclusive and um, allow people to um, who have kids to go to the event during the day and then be at home with their families in the evening. Um, and the slam used to be separate from the summit. So when they brought it into town, they put them together. So it's now this big gala event. Um, and this is the first year it's being done remotely. And uh, the 
people who are organizing or have organized this whole event found this really cool platform called Hey Summit, H-E-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T. And the actual uh, platform, when you open it up, you are presented with a room full of tables and you can see who's sitting at the different tables. And so you can choose which table to sit at and then a chat room opens for that table. So you can connect with the people there. And then if you, you know, wanna go talk to somebody else, you just click on another table and then you're in another group. So it's taken that breakout session and put it into a format that people are familiar with. It's like being in a conference room with a bunch of tables and your friends are sitting all around. That's um, so cool. So I've really enjoyed that um, that part of it. I've attended several um, online conferences this past year, and this is the first one that felt like I was actually a participant instead of just, you know, watching from my couch, so to speak. A Zoom, a Zoom viewer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the cool thing, again, for those out there listening, is that the summit is still in action uh, because of this new format. They've broken it up into two sections. So the next section uh, is upcoming on the 20th through the 22nd. And that means that you can, you can go participate, just like Terry has described. And if you go to summit, and that's like H-E-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T, so slamsummit.heysummit.com, you can see how you can get tickets and there's a schedule and you can replay, uh, you know, pr prior, uh, prior presentations and uh, you can be, you can be part of all of this that we're talking about. So that's really exciting. And Terry's going to tell us a little bit uh, more detail later on about how um, you can pay differently and, and pick and choose and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Terry, could you tell us a little bit about what we were talking yesterday? Uh, you were talking about how the sessions you've listened to thus far really made you feel hopeful, which boy, we need that these days. Oh, oh yeah. And, and, and kind of what you've, what you've seen, what kind of some stood out for you. We talked a little bit about uh, all the opportunities you're seeing that uh, are, are opening up for industrial hemp, for example. Yes. Um, well, I've seen four sessions so far, plus the first night of the slam. So the first five, um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but the sessions that I've seen, one was uh, Hempitecture. The company is called Hempitecture. And they um, provide, and they're a distributor for hemp products to be used in building and mm -hmm. industrial hemp is now starting to really make its way into the building um scene in I, I, different I, just really, I just want to say really quickly that i actually saw them last year and i was so excited about this and the entire concept that i actually called them up and i said how can i help you and they were just getting started but i know that they're very inspiring yeah, yeah. So I've been familiar with the hemp Crete, which has been around for several years, and it's basically taking hemp that's been chopped up. The they take the 
the stems, the woody stems, that's the part that's got some structural integrity. And they chop it up and then they put it in this um, slurry of a binder and they create, you know, they, they you can pour it um, into forms or you can spray it on walls um, and it has an insulating value as well as just, it, it's a great air sealer. Um, but now they're starting to shred the fibers and making bat insulation. So you think of a fiberglass bat, which we've all been mm -hmm. um, familiar with for so many years. And these hemp bats are a little more dense and they don't, they're not irritating at all. So you can work it with your hands, you can cut it, you can stuff it into cavities. Um, so that and the fact that it's a natural material instead of spun glass makes it, makes it much more friendly for people in the building industry. And okay. I think there's, there's a whole social justice issue around healthy products as well as the idea that people want to live with healthy products. There's all the people who manufacture and install products that are affected even more than someone who's, you know, exposed to it and when it's in place and covered up, but if you're exposed to it as, as it's being installed, it, it can really be a health hazard to I'm certain sure. people and hemp does, it, it's clean, it's non-toxic, it's natural. So I'm excited about that and the fact that the industrial hemp industry is just getting started in the United States as hemp and you know different types of um, cannabis products are being used at different levels of of the um, of our culture and our society and the flower is a very small piece of what's happening mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. industry. Now I think it's so exciting. I mean this is cutting edge stuff. Um, I know that that company you just mentioned is a Northwest company, which is nice um, for those of us here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and it's my understanding, and I, don't, I know what got me so excited about hearing about the hempcrete, um, and I know that they're still working on some structural aspects of that, but that it actually pulls carbon out of the atmosphere. Um, yeah. Does the insulation do the same? Yes, and actually what happens is carbon is absorbed by the plant as it's growing. And then creating a building product with it makes it uh, sequestered. So it sequesters that carbon. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and I, I have heard that it will actually pull carbon out of the air while, like hempcrete while it's setting, that it actually mm -hmm. collects carbon out of the air. I'm not as familiar with that particular aspect. But um, because hemp is so fast growing, I mean, wood also um, sequesters carbon. Um, right. But Indeed. hemp is an annually renewable resource or even um, multiple harvests during the year in certain circumstances, where a tree is going to take you know, 20, 30 years at the least to be a um, appropriate to be used in construction materials. 
Mm. I think it's so exciting um, to, to see this forum uh, that is that is giving space for these again cutting edge technologies and and ideas and and thinkers and doers and as I've worked on, on in my life in a variety of these issues I mean I was just talking and those of you who have listened to the show know that I currently I work in real estate I work with Infinity Real Estate and Development but I also have a background in, in uh, environmental advocacy working working with the built environment and it's funny I have these clients that. Uh, are moving up from New Orleans uh, in part because they, you know, they're wanting to. They they just they just want they want to get away from the storms, right? Like this 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 climate change is impacting people all the time. Like their yeah. car flooded twice this year. It's just it just stinks. And so when we were and you. Uh, my client was talking about in frustration about how you know, the aging infrastructure of New Orleans is just simply not prepared to deal with the onslaught of what we've created. And uh, we had this conversation about like, you know, technology of a hundred years ago was a t technology of a hundred years ago. It's just, it's, there are changes happening. There are infrastructures aging. So we're going to have to replace it. And it's exciting as, as it's scary. And, 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 you know, as, as big as those things are, we're learning so much. We know more. We know different things than we knew back then. And 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 I personally am so committed to just being on the train of like, how can we do it? What are the answers? And and this this summit are are people really exploring and practicing the, this next wave of ideas, which is exciting. Yeah. And when we spoke yeah yesterday, you you just had some really great thoughts about hope and and help and. And, and 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 you said that there's a lot of focus on uh, because there's a lot of professionals involved, uh, building industry professionals involved in the SLAM summit, and it was helping clients understand the why and the how. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Because I think that that's the next step, right? I yeah, I think so, especially for the. The general public, the, the, the people who are not the professionals, I think mm -hmm. the professionals already understand the why, at least the ones yeah. who've been doing it. They, they understand well, the need. For, my, for the radio audience who are you know, a whole mix of people, that, yeah, what yeah. is the why, what is the how? Right. Well, the why is basically climate change and the fact that we are there are more and more people trying to live in the same space. Uh, you know, our world is finite and the, mm -hmm. the resources we have are finite. As we get smarter, we can use those finite resources much better and use less of them. So there's enough to go around. Um, there's also health, there's, you know, as I mentioned with the, the building materials and the fact that the installers are highly exposed to them. Um, there's personal health, there's, there's overall public health. Um, there's, you think about when materials are manufactured, um, if there are toxins in them, those toxins become concentrated at the point of manufacture and damage the health of the communities that are 
uh, around the plants that things are being manufactured. Uh, and so, I mean, the why is really about maintaining our health and our, you know, the social justice side of things because of, you know, those mm -hmm. manufacturing plants are usually in places that people can't afford to live somewhere else. So um, that means we're exposing people who are right. in a, a lower income strata to more toxic materials. Right. Um, and what about- uh, And then it's like, a, a, you know, the, the, I can go on and on about the whys. It's, well, well, let's also, I always want to hit the issue of cost because I think that that's a, that's a kind of top of mind concern for folks. But um, we talked yesterday also just about cost and how these efficient uh, systems, you know, save money, um, you know, they, they, and maybe it sometimes is more expensive up front, but over time, or also as these new technologies come online, cost goes down, and just right. touch on that a little bit. Yeah, well, like the, the hemp um, bat insulation is now about the same cost as fiberglass insulation. Mm -hmm. just, and, and, and they're just getting started. So you know it's, it's going to be less as time goes on. Um, there's, so yes, quite often there's a little bit of additional cost up front, but the payback on things is so much faster than it used to be. Like solar panels on a house, you get a payback in about five years. Even in Seattle, you get a payback in like three years and sunnier regions so um and after yeah. that energy is free right and mm -hmm. they last for a long time um so there's, is, there's a little bit of, it, it's, it's really about investment you invest in your future um now and you get paybacks not too far down the road um and I always like to say, when we mentioned solar, I was just talking with a friend of mine who has a, a great uh, solar company. Um, these guys happen to be SunPath Electric, but there's other great solar companies in the in, in our region. And our solar is another great one. But just always, for people who are listening, I've talked to elected officials, we got to make sure that we have incentives and we have systems in place that help people make that initial solar investment. Just want to put that plug out there. Um, yeah. Because I know that those, those working in solar, that, that's still not stable enough, um, and it, it should be. Right. Um, so, so, so there's a two-sided thing. It's not just the individual. It's got to make sure that we're investing. Um, it, it, again, in the energy systems of today and tomorrow, we don't need to be investing in the energy systems of the past. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you were asking about the why versus the how. The, the summit is a great place to learn about the how and the, yeah. the new things that people are experiencing and developing and bringing to the public. Another session that um, I didn't participate in yesterday, but when you buy a ticket, you can go back and listen to the presentation later. So I plan to do this. There is a company in Europe that's developed this um, concrete that actually not only absorbs carbon, but it also, it's created with these little pockets and they're using it in seawalls and 
mm. critters are are living in those little pockets well we've got that in seattle our new seawall right under the aquarium people should go check that out they yeah, yeah that, that yes yes indeed That's um, cool. yeah which is so funny again again it's just a little bit more knowledge a little bit more understanding it's like oh wait a minute this is this is still Puget Sound. We we probably ought to create some places for critters to live instead of a slick concrete wall, right? It's just right. Um, and we're we're well, we've got a few minutes left before we need to go to break. But um, I want to when we come back because speaking of homes, the next thing we're going to talk about because Miss Terry here is not only somebody who's participating in the summit, she's presenting. Because you just finished a remodel of your own home, correct? Yeah, and I was able to really use it as a model for a lot of the things that we're uh, promoting for our clients or are educating our clients about. So it's it's a place that I can kind of test things out, see how mm -hmm. they work. Um, I'm at zero net electricity. Um, and yeah, there's there's all sorts of things I can talk about about my house, but um, I'll be presenting on Tuesday uh, about mm -hmm. the details, of the story around there. There's there's some great story that came out of this project as well. And, and one of the things that we talked about yesterday when we were prepping for the show was how again that adaptability factor is just key. Is like the more you learn, the more you realize the pathway may be slightly different than the one that you were, you know, you set out upon. Yeah, most definitely. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta leave space for, for the surprises to, um, yeah, guide you. Um, and before we go to break, let's, cause again, this is so exciting. I want to go back to you again ecobuildingguild.org is the website for the Northwest Eco Building Guild. They've got great classes coming up. You should go check those out. Again, this is a great resource of, of people who are just dying to teach you, share with you, collaborate with you on, on some of these great technologies and uh, great uh, ways to save energy and money and, and you know work on updating your home or if you're building or you know, all, all that stuff. But this SLAM Summit is is happening. It's uh, you're right in the middle of it. You can go, as Terry said, go see the various sessions that took place the last week, uh, but also prepare for this week. And you can uh, visit summit, which is like, hey, Summit, um, H-E-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T, slamsummit.heysummit.com. And that way you can get tickets, you can look at um, some replays, you can check out who the speakers are, learn more. Um, and just in the next few minutes, Terry, um, can you tell us a little bit about people can pay for like a small group of, of sessions or the whole thing or how's that go? Um, well, let's talk about that when we wrap, when we come back. Um, okay. But then I, I can actually uh, look at a resource here so I have the right information. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, 
and so you know since we we're we can just talk a little bit more about what's then what else we've learned with this this current summit um and, ba- and basically it's like you know how do we make people's lives more affordable as we respond to climate change and again how do we just be uh preparedness and resilience was one of the things that, that we talked about yesterday because um, that's kind of just how we have to roll um is there do you want to talk a, just a little bit more about that concept um sure sure um well i think re- resilience is really being ready for the changes that are coming um so that's you know knowing how to grow your own food, knowing how to um, keep yourself comfortable, even if, um, you know, your house isn't perfectly uh, insulated right now and how to do some upgrades. Um, Collecting rainwater is a great resilience um, exercise. but really, it's it's about being um, prepared and being without going into the full on prepper mode. Although for some people, that's that's a sense of security, and if you know, that's the right thing for some people to do. Um, you know, efficiency is part of resilience, but I also think that being um, being in conversation about it, being open, talking mm-hmm. to your neighbors, learning who your neighbors are, what their strengths are, so you can support each other. I think that whole idea of uh, community engagement and community um, support has come to the forefront during COVID as we're learning that, you know, hey, my, my neighbor is, is, not comfortable going to the grocery store, I'll pick up their groceries for them. Right, um, right. That kind of thing is going on in my neighborhood. I'm hoping it's going on all around. Um, but we have to be, we also have to be ready for some people, like you were talking about your clients moving up to New Orleans. We have to be ready for some migration. Right. I mean, there are- Climate refugees. There, there are climate refugees already and the, um, the data points to that becoming more and more of an issue as time goes on, um, as seawaters rise, as you know, there's desertification in areas that you know are their mm-hmm. groundwater is drying up. Um, people are are moving in droves, and the other communities that they're moving to have to be resilient enough to accept them. We've got a it's it's a it's a changing time. The good thing about we're, okay. we're, we're going to need to run to break here, um, but it is a changing time. The good news in all this crazy stuff is at least there are some folks working hard on the solutions and the um, Northwest Green Building Slam Summit is one of those spots that you can get some hope and get some ideas. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, I am your host, Rebecca Sayre. This is the <laughs> Rebecca Sayre. This is the sustainability sessions. I put a lot of hard S's in the name of this. Um, and uh, I'm so glad uh, y'all are out there listening to us today. And we're going to go to break. Uh, our guest is Terry Phelan with Living Shelter Architects. And we will be back. 
So are you interested in green building, energy efficiency, and sustainable practices? The Northwest Eco Building Guild is a 501c3 community of builders, designers, suppliers, and homeowners concerned with ecological building in the Pacific Northwest. The Guild empowers people through educational activities, classes, and events through the year. To learn more on how to go solar, conserve water, lower your energy bills, and create a healthy home environment, visit ecobuilding.org forward slash events today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer, every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. This day is done. Sustainability Sessions. I am your host, Rebecca Sayre, and my guest today is the wonderful Terry Thalen of Living Shelter Architects. Terry, am I saying your last name right? You are. Thank oh, you. Good. <laughs> good. Thanks for us. 
I realize I've just called you that for years and didn't really know. Um, and for those of you who are, are super fans of this show, you may know that uh, this was a, a show that actually uh, Carrie used to do with another colleague of ours, uh, Laura Block Elfman. And they are Elfline. Sorry, Laura. I'm terrible with names this morning. And um, I actually inherited the show from, from Terry and Laura. So it's so great to have you today. Terry is a guest talking about the fabulous work that you're doing on your own home uh, and that you are sharing this coming week at the Northwest Green Building Slam Summit. Yeah. Well, glad thanks. to have you here. It's it's good to be back on air. I'm um, I've had a lot of great ex uh, experiences being in the in radio for many years. I used to have my own show um, before I uh, worked with Laura on this one. So it's um, it's something near and dear to my heart. I, I enjoy. Um, sharing ideas and talking to people and, and getting people kind of interested in sustainable lifestyles and you know, some of the choices that they have to make their homes and their lives healthier and more comfortable. All right, cool. And you've been doing that um, professionally as an architect with Living Shelter Architects. I want to give you a shout out there. What is your, uh, what's your website? simple it's livingshelter.com okay so if anybody wants to talk to terry about all the great things that she does you can reach her there um and you can also watch her uh on tuesday as part of the northwest uh green building slam summit uh again if you're curious as you're listening you can go to and we're going to talk about it more at the end about some of the details about how you can get involved and watch and participate remotely from this very cool, unique platform, um, Hey Summit, they're, they're using to, to create this programming. And, and Terry, you were just saying earlier that it's been really nice. It's been kind of like you're at a real conference. Yeah, yeah, the platform interface looks like a conference room with tables and you can see other, you know, who's sitting at each table and you can choose to go join them at their table and then, it's like a breakout room. Um, so you can have conversations on video chat. Um, and, and then they've got like the sponsor tables off to the side. So you can go learn about different products that the sponsors um, represent. And it, it's, um, it's fun to be able to actually participate at that level in something that you know, I've been going to live for years and and the other conferences that I've experienced so far this year um, online have not have not been nearly as satisfying. So it's great that whoever developed this Hey Summit platform, I think, really hit the nail on the head. And again, we're in such a weird time that we live in, but. Uh... <laughs> It's creating opportunities for innovation, which which we need on a whole bunch of fronts. And this Slam Summit is certainly chock full of people who are innovating and thinking and sharing and building community. And you can all check it out. For those of you listening out there, go to slamsummit.heysummit.com. 
summit.com. Again, that's like, hey, summit. So slam summit dot hey, H-E-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T, hey, summit.com. And you can check out what Terry's going to be sharing about in a moment and a whole bunch of other stuff that's upcoming. You can even watch replays of what's already happened and all sorts of great stuff by checking yeah. out the Slam Summit. Um, so Terry, you're presenting on Tuesday about what you've done on your own home. And I love having you here as a guest because you are, I mean, again, you're not only the, the architect, but you are a practitioner. You are an ongoing, active, learning practitioner. Uh, we just spoke <laughs> about resilience and adaptability. You, you, are, you are living that. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? <laughs> Well, I, I have always kind of walked my talk. Um, I got the opportunity to do that fully with my own home um, just a, like three years ago, I guess. Time is, is feeling a little surreal right now. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of architects, especially architects that focus on a particular thing, like I focus on green homes, um, we do some commercial work too, but most of our work is for people who are you know, creating home. And I think most of the people in my line of work always dream of doing this for themselves, but it, sometimes it's kind of like the, uh, what is it, the cobbler's children have no shoes. You, right. you do stuff over and over for somebody, for other people, but it's hard to pull it into your own life. and. I was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to do that. So bought this little rambler and um, with the idea we'd do some minor remodeling, like you know, remodel stuff in place to you know, new surfaces and things like that. And um, once we learned more about what was behind the walls, what was behind the surfaces, it was like, oh my God, we have to we have to do a lot more here. So we gutted the whole thing and got it down to the studs. And you know, so we could redo air sealing, redo insulation, put in all new windows, um, new systems because the electrical was a mess. So you know, rewired, replumbed. Um, so it was almost like taking the bones of the house and redoing everything else. Um, and we also added on a um, partial upper story, which gave us an opportunity in the end, since we, our budget was starting to uh, get past what we could afford. Um, a friend approached us about actually buying into the property and um, becoming a co-owner and living in the accessory dwelling unit that we were building upstairs. So- Which totally wasn't part of the original plan, It right? was not part of the original plans. And so now, you know, we've got this micro co-housing community that cool. uh, has provided a lot of benefits. And, you know, there've been some challenges because then it's like another person to run ideas by. So there were a few things I wanted to do in the house that, got voted out like i wanted to make it all electric it's like you know we ended up going with a gas on-demand water heater because the other two parties were not um comfortable with 
you know, thinking that they might run out of hot water if you know somebody's doing laundry and somebody else wants to shower, that kind of thing. So I would have made a few decisions differently if I was doing it on my own, but just like working with a client, another client, um, you have to make compromises. So um, anyway, I don't want to give away too much because my talk actually goes into <laughs> a few more surprises and, and turns in the road that um, made things different than what we had expected. Um, so I, I don't want to, you know, give any more away. But you, okay, that's fair. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit, you know, just kind of in broad, broad growth, you don't need to go into your situation, but just for, for those out here that are inspired who want to, you know, hopefully see your talk, go check out others, but basically who, who might want to do some of this stuff themselves. You had mentioned about how pretty valuable to work with a contractor and work with folks who have some shared baseline knowledge. Um, just what are some good sort of practical tips like that that you might want to share with the audience? Well, um, <laughs> it is a good thing to work with somebody who has experience in the um, the systems and the, the goals that you have set out to attain. Um, it, otherwise, you're training all the way through the process and that can be really frustrating. And they can miss things that could be right. important. Um, and since most people are probably not actually the actual architect of the project themselves, that's pretty key. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, it, it was really important on our project for there to be an architect on site because our builder ended up not understanding um, a lot of the things that we were wanting to accomplish. So me being the architect, I was, you know, the architect and the client, I was there a lot and kept finding things that needed to be corrected. Um, a lot of people, you know, they buy a set of plans or they have an architect do plans for permit and then they get a builder and they kind of say, you know, well, architect, I'll see you later. Thanks for the plans. The builder's gonna do it now. There's so much value. And in the end, it's kind of like what we were talking about before with investing some time and money up front on um, some of the materials and processes to save you in the end. Same thing about your professional services. Uh, invest a little to get, to have your architect or building designer on site several times, maybe once a week to keep an eye on things and point out um, anything that got missed so that it can be corrected before everything gets covered up and you never know about it. Um, because yeah, most people right. who have a, a project done like this, they they don't know what to look for. And um, so much that we're actually talking about is literally like what's behind walls, right? So you're, right. Not, gonna, you're not gonna see it. So right. yeah. Kind of like the, th the things that we didn't see when we bought the house. We, we, um, it was in one of those times when there was, you know, bidding going on. And so we had a pre-inspection, but they mm -hmm. didn't catch some of the stuff that we found mm -hmm. when we were actually starting some deconstruction. 
So um, even as professionals, you can you can miss stuff um, as far as what's up front. You you can't see everything behind the walls until you start to take things apart. Yep, yep. So that's pretty. That's pretty helpful. Um, any other good kind of baseline lessons? Again, just for people out there, what's what are some good things to think about if you're wanting to start pursuing this? Maybe talking with an architect. Um, I would say I really suggest people form a team early on if they want to do a project like this rather than just hiring an architect and getting everything planned out and then putting stuff out to bid. Um, builders are really busy right now. And um, if you form a team, you can get on the builder's schedule early. Um, and I've found that you're going to pay the same thing. Doesn't matter who you work with. The materials are the same. Labor costs are the same. Um, you're going to, and ap comparing apples to apples, you're going to get a very similar cost from one builder to another. So choose your builder, just like you choose your design professional, someone who understands you, someone who you're confident in, and someone who you enjoy spending time with. Um, because they're going to be with you a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, depending on the type, if you're doing a remodel and it's a remodel that you're going to live in part of the house while they're doing work in another part, they're going to be in your home daily right. for months. <laughs> so yeah, get somebody who you really like. Um, so, and then form that team and get on their, get on their schedule early. So, um, by the time the permit is ready to pick up, you're, you can go. You're ready to go rather than waiting another six months for your builder to have time on their schedule or longer right now. People are booked out quite a ways because there's, there's a lot of demand because the people are spending a lot of time at home and they're <laughs> noticing things that don't work so well or you know that they really rather have something else is that on. really what you're finding that people are like oh hey wait a minute yes yes um of course you know that that's balanced by not everyone is in a position to do that right now but but people, there are but, but there are people who are i always want to stress i just want to say i want to stress that there are like you're you you did a whole remodel there oh, yeah. are ways that people can do stuff smaller, like if you're interested in these issues and these topics and, you know, there's energy efficiency things, there are people you can do like blower door tests, there, there are there are incremental things that can be done as well, not just the whole enchilada. And I don't think right. that that's always clear to folks. Would you oh, yeah. agree with that? Oh, yeah. There, there are small things that you can do. There are things you can do yourself. You, if you have an energy audit done on your house, they will outline kind of the lowest hanging fruit and the next level and the next level. So especially if you have an older house, uh, energy audit is a great place to start if you really just want to make it more comfortable and save some money on your energy bills. 
because um, they'll they'll identify all the the leaky places and and the the places that it makes sense for you to put a little money. And if you're if you're going to do like a kitchen remodel, it's like you've got this old kitchen that doesn't really work, and it's like you've been waiting to do this beautiful kitchen remodel. Please, please include some energy upgrades in that remodel. It's a perfect time mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. incorporate some things that's going to not just look good, but make your life better mm -hmm. um, and, and cut your energy bills. Um, you just and I, I hope this isn't, you know, giving away a, a secret here, but like you, we were just talking the other day about how you actually just, you got an induction stove and I, I I'm slightly obsessed with induction stoves. I think they're I really great. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those things that if you're trying to go all electric, because a lot of people think that gas is clean energy. Well, that was because um, that's what their marketing said, but now right, even, right. even the power company is trying to divest in gas and move mm -hmm. away from gas. So um, yeah, as, as you're trying to look at other options, gas cooking is one of those things that people most people have it's like oh i really love to cook on gas well an induction stove is a electric stove that is as responsive as a gas stove without burning gas without creating that you know the air quality issues that you get with burning gas and the i mean gas and a lot of time, a lot of places gas is is um mined by fracking right and we've all heard it, it, it is that's how you get it you want to know how do you get natural gas that is that is one of the primary methodologies yeah it is now as as the easy ways to get gas are those those resources are starting to dry up so now they're doing fracking right. to get it so yeah it's time to find other options and that's I mean, the guild is a great resource for that one of the things i love about the eco building guild is mm -hmm. that it's open source people really um are willing to share mm -hmm. what they learn it's really just a bunch of professionals who just are really kind of and, and no offense and i'm including myself in this um kind of geek out on yeah. these fabulous technologies, right? There's like, oh my God, this is so great. It's so cool. Let's share it. Let's let's talk about it. Let's figure out how to do more of it. Yeah. That's totally. the energy. So I've I've been a member of the guild since the mid nineties. Um, so wow. I'm one of the I'm one of the cool. um, old timers there now, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's 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 my tribe. It's like where I can go and talk about this stuff and learn from other people. And you know, most of the businesses that are involved are small businesses, so they're mom and pop places. So we all just, you know, it's very comfortable. And it's, it's um, a place to be. And I should say, um, as, as a bit of a, a newcomer, there's, there are also efforts of which I'm a part of because I am I, I come to this again on real estate agent, again, infinity real estate development based in Fremont. But I come at this with a, a 
having have a, more of a policy background and a kind of a community community organizer background. And then I got into real estate and actually how, how I got involved with the guild that I was like, well, wait a second. I used to work with a, an organization, did, did a lot of work with rain gardens and cisterns and, and all that sort of rainwater capture. And I wanted to, I just had a question. It's like, how do we help finance um, these things at the point of sale of a home? Because I was just you know, thinking, okay, as in real estate, I want to be able to provide these resources to, to people who want to do it. And, um, and and how who want to invest in clean energy and, and, and various and, and you know reduce their water consumption and all that stuff. And I got connected to the guild and there's there's such a wealth of knowledge. And thanks to myself and a few other folks, there's expanding resources for, for those people who are like myself and others who are like we we may not know all the stuff. We may not have all the in-depth practitioner knowledge, but we'd like to. We'd like to figure out how to do it. We'd like to figure out how to do it on our own homes or, our or help our clients do it on their homes. So it's this wealth of, of knowledge and an expanding base of um, opportunity for you know, kind of 101 level, 102 level learning of how to do it. Because so many of us are at that beginning. They're like, we, I want to do it. But again, it's always that how people are getting to know why but it's like the how and in a practical practical digestible way right that's 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 a goal and that's something that the guild is working on i'm looking at time and we just got a couple minutes left and i want to make sure we get to again slam summit uh 20th through the 22nd is the next round go to slamsummit.heysummit.com Again, that's H-E-Y-S-U-M-M-I-T, slamsummit.heysummit.com. Terry, um, tell us a little bit about the different ticket options and payment options that are available for folks, please. Yeah. If, if you're a guild member, you get a discount. But um, otherwise, I mean, other than that, there's, you can, get a, you can uh, buy a ticket for a single session. You can buy a ticket for slam only. Um, you can buy a five pack so um, to be able to attend five different sessions you can buy the the whole um, you can buy just replays only so rather than being involved in the, the daily uh, events you can just watch the replays although then you miss the networking which i think is is my favorite part and then there's all access passes um, mm -hmm. for both but members and general public so um it's there's lots of options uh, you can find something there that's going to work for you awesome and again you can go through it and you know like i said you can replay things that have already been done lots yes. of options for everybody so i'm looking at the time we actually got to go this always goes so fast i am your host rebecca sayer this has been the sustainability sessions um Terry Phelan, thank you so much for joining us today and good luck with your presentation at the SLAM Summit next Tuesday. Mm -hmm.